On this episode of the Science and Spirituality Podcast, we have the pleasure of interviewing Charles Clay. Charles is an inner peace coach, dynamic speaker, published author, and the founder of Freedom from Pain Coaching. After earning my his kinesiology degree from Washington State University, Charles experienced a devastating back injury while snowboarding. Despite his doctor's orders to undergo spinal surgery, he chose to follow his intuition and began his journey to self-healing. On this journey, he experienced a spiritual awakening that led him to discover the power of ancient healing practices, neurokinetic therapy, and Eastern philosophy. Integrated with modern-day science, this path allowed him to achieve optimal healing. Following his recovery, Charles was compelled to dedicate his time and expertise to support others in transforming their, pl- their pain into purpose. So, you know, we got into a lot of that on this episode, and he was kind of like a wealth of knowledge and really like explained in depth his story. So I really think we got a good background of like where he was coming from. And then I just thought he was like very knowledgeable and gave a lot of good tips and, and, and stuff. Definitely. And uh, I, I, I poked into his process. So you'll hear that. He calls it his inner peace process, I think, right? It's yep. like that, he, that he guides his clients through. And uh, it was really awesome to hear that breakdown of the way in which he helps his clients, because I experienced something very similar in terms of support that I've gotten in terms of healing. And it, it's a really powerful um, way of healing. And so similarities, of course, it's not ex- his exact process, but that's what I you know pick apart or have him share more deeply. So that was really awesome to hear too. Yeah. Um, are you talking about Sky? Yeah, exactly. Or okay, cool. Her, her, her name is Claudia now. Yeah. Okay. Because so, when we were, when we were uh, recording the podcast and you, you had mentioned that, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's who he's talking about. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. But so like the healing modality he speaks about is very, very powerful. Yeah. And again, like we, you know, he, he was explaining a lot of stuff in the beginning as well. And I think we, we did a good job of like having him reiterate good points and then also following up on some of his points. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully this episode will be like easy to follow and you'll get a lot, a lot of good things out of it. Definitely. Enjoy. Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, and we are joined today by a special guest, Charles Clay. Looking forward to this conversation, Charles. Welcome to the podcast. Likewise. Thank you. Very uh, happy to be here. Awesome. So as we always have with guests, we'd love to hear about your story first of how you got to be doing the work you are doing today as a coach, helping people heal through pain. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, there's many stories. (laughs) Let's start with the one with the most pain, because pain has been such a powerful teacher in my experience. And uh, improving my relationship with that has yielded a lot of lessons and blessings. And, and uh, so basically, my story is one from pain to purpose. And this began, uh, you know, I was graduated from Washington State with my degree in kinesiology, uh, lived in California, surfing every day uh, as a trainer, helping people with fitness and, and uh, as a health coach. And then in 2008, I was snowboarding up with a couple friends in Mammoth Mountain. And this day in particular was extremely chaotic. There was a full-on blizzard and there was snow coming every which way. We were already at the top of the mountain and they shut down the lifts because it was so dangerous. And we just look at each other like, hey, stay low, be ready for anything and let's charge. And so we're flying down this like white abyss. You can barely see a tree like 10 feet in front of you, like a blur. And so we're flying down, having a blast. And about halfway down the mountain, I ended up going off a jump that I didn't know was there. And it felt like I just went off a cliff. Like I'm in midair, freaking out. I don't know any idea where the landing's at, which way's up or down. And I remember as soon as I hit, it was like this impact, this lightning bolt hit me in the low back, this excruciating pain. And you know, I, I remember yelling to my friends, hoping that they could hear me, but they were in front of me already further down the mountain. And I looked at my phone and my phone's dead. And I'm sitting here at like a level 11 on a pen, t- pen, pain scale of 10. And I'm going, 
man, how am I going to get down this mountain in this full on blizzard? And it's, it's really in those moments that just find another gear, like channeling the inner Spartan warrior within. I had to click my board off and sit on my board and just slide down as far as I could because I couldn't stand up yet. I was in so much pain and I would keel over and take some deep breaths into it and then try it again. And eventually I made it down the mountain. And then I went to go see these doctors because I knew I was in bad shape and, um, you know, got the bad news from them. And each doctor I went to show me x-rays, MRIs, and told me that, uh, you know, you are going to need surgery, maybe multiple surgeries, or you'll never move the same again. Hmm. And for someone that really appreciates these sensory suits, these greatest technology on the planet, these human bodies, that was the worst news I could have gotten. And even in a fight or flight state, I was able to access my intuition and choose uh, a different path than going under the knife. And that uh, shaped everything moving forward. You know, it wasn't an easy path. I, I remember sitting in my apartment in San Diego at the time. I could barely even crawl to the bathroom. I was in so much pain. And every wrong move was like met by this intense lightning bolt again. And I just finally like surrendered into depths of emotions that I had been avoiding up till then, you know shame because I could barely even stand up straight, let alone get to work or do anything productive, fear, whether I would ever move the same again, and uh, some frustration and even some grief that I hadn't processed from before. And so in a pool of tears, you know, came some incredible clarity. And with that clarity, I set the intention to receiving answers to healing naturally and went into meditation. And during that meditation, I'll never forget a friend I hadn't talked to in over two years texted me at the same time and said, hey, I heard you're in bad shape. Check out neurokinetic therapy, NKT, the work of David Weinstock. And so this took me down an amazing rabbit hole learning you know, how everything's all interconnected through the kinetic chain. And it connected so many dots for me with my background in kinesiology. And, um, and so I, got a hold of David Weinstock, um, got in touch with his top student in San Diego near me, went in for my first session. And I remember walking in looking like Shakira stuck in a mid hip dance move. Like my hips were over to one side, upper body is over to the other side. And I was, you know, my body was representing how out of alignment I was with my purpose at that time, you know, training 10 clients a day, going out on the weekends and just, um, you know, indulging, overindulging and, sex, drugs, rock and roll, all the things to avoid um, these underlying fears and emotions that um, were pointing to some deeper traumas from childhood. And so uh, this opened up such a powerful path for me because in that first session, uh, she got me on the table and I remember she was testing muscle groups. And so she would test my glutes, you know, having me push down with my leg as, as much as I could and nothing was firing. So my, I was like, what do you mean my glutes aren't firing? I have huge glutes. <laughs> and she goes, yep, all form, no function. And so I was like, that's odd. And she had me clench my jaw and then retested the glutes. And all of a sudden they were strong for a moment. And so my body had just told us that the neurological traffic jam was my jaw compensating for the big guns, my glutes, and some other muscle groups that were in compensation patterns that um, were not allowing me to stabilize my spine in alignment. And so this was a game changer. She's putting on these gloves and I'm like, what, what are you doing? She goes, I know we just met, but I'm going to have to go in your mouth. You know, she had a good sense of humor. And um, so with consent, she released my jaw and it was so painful and intense. But after that, I literally felt like opening up pathways and all of a sudden, after a good release, my glutes were back online. We did this for a couple other compensation patterns. And I got off the table and felt like 90% better in one session. And I was arms raised. I gave her a big hug. I said, I'm going to come see you every week. I'm taking all of David Weinstock's courses. I ended up studying under him live and all of his courses and um, became certified as a neurokinetic therapy. It was this huge epiphany of my, my path from there and went on to begin my practice and get to help a lot of people, um, you know, have an alternative to surgeries, to um, pills, you know, to basically like 
um, just band-aids on, you know, avoiding the root cause. And, and so in that practice, uh, that elevated, you know, some common denominators, there's three key ingredients that I address now when it comes to pain. One, the metaphysics, and this is the, you know, what's going on in our world, the thoughts we're thinking, the feelings that we're, we're experiencing and how that's relating to our body and our body's giving us these intelligent messages all the time, whether we're paying attention or not. And so how to decipher those messages and to bring in better, deeper information, like deeper truths into our bodies so that our cells can respond in that way. And so metaphysics is huge because that's where we can gain a lot of the lessons and blessings as to how this is happening for us. Second, the emotional component. And this is where a lot of people overlook the fact that energy in motion, the emotions, uh, when we resist it, it becomes stuck as issues in our tissues. And then it will show up as a check engine light. <laughs> and we can either pay attention to it or allow it to, you know, have a major breakdown. And so this is an important part to address. And I do that with a, a really powerful inner peace process um, to allowing our bodies to resolve, you know, these emotions and trapped trapped emotions that have been stuck since early, early in our years. And we just didn't know how to process them then. So we carry this stuff and it becomes blocks that affect our life and will show up as financial blocks, um, you know, blocks to intimacy and relationships. It shows up as um, health issues. So the, the gauntlet of those. And then of course, the third one is the, the physiology, you know, the um, physical aspect of the body, which is usually where people address first. And so that combo has um, been very profound in, in my practice and helping a lot of people understand how this is happening for them when, it's, when it comes to pain and, and actually changing the relationship with pain as to like, just like with our cars, I mentioned the check engine light. Our cars, check engine light goes off. We're usually pretty diligent about, wow, I should get a service or change something so that I don't have a major breakdown. When it comes to our bodies, much greater intelligence technology we're dealing with, we're not as diligent oftentimes. And we resort to the quick fix or the, the pills, the escape you know, routes. And so that leads to major breakdowns. And so we can avoid that by using a process to understanding how this is happening for us, understanding those messages from our body better. And that's been um, the majority of my work as, as well as um, going to the deeper rooted traumas that we develop in childhood that, that seem like they happen to us that are actually happening for us to unveil a deeper understanding of self. And in that, um, it's been profound because pain, this check engine light is like, means pay attention inward now. And when we do, and we honor that and make those necessary changes, and it opens up all kinds of new opportunities and dreams coming true. And so that's why I've been really honored to get to do this work. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah. It was an incredible story. I, I mean, I, I loved what you said about pain. The, can you say that one more time just so we can, yeah. our listeners can ground that too? Yeah, that's my favorite acronym for pain. It's pay attention inward now. Yeah. And usually we do the opposite. We're like, uh-oh, it hurts. Uh, where's the quickest pleasure? <laughs> you know, right. Hey, yep. fix to numb it out or the fridge to stuff it with something or Netflix to escape from it or alcohol to, you know, it's or even social media, right? Or even doing, like just, there's a lot of doers I work with that are, you know, oh, I just gotta get back to work because as right. long as I'm working and doing something productive, that's where I've received validation and, you know, felt important in the past and feel like I'm doing something productive. So you get to wear this badge of like, oh, well, I'm really busy. Yep. You know? so, yeah, that's, uh, that doesn't go away until or it'll keep showing up until mm -hmm. we understand how it's happening for us and make those necessary changes and so something really powerful um, that I, I share with my clients when it comes to pain or any challenges in life when you're getting thrown life's curveballs they usually come like three at a time right <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> when when you're in that storm you know I use a really powerful technique. Um, it's one of the tools that's right under our nose, power of breath. It's a, a four, eight expansion breath. 
breathe in for four, but imagine breathing in like a balloon. So you're expanding in every direction, even your backside. And, and then exhaling for eight seconds, just smoothing, slowing down your exhales. This allows for a little calming of the nervous system and it can slow things down. So you can actually see you know, what's important and respond instead of reacting. And that, then you can begin giving your mind instructions. And we can do this through you know, powerful inquiry. Right. So our mind will naturally go into default negative patterns. And that's when we're like, uh oh, this is terrible. I better get on Google and self-diagnose. And then what do we find on Google, like the worst case scenarios and self-diagnosis that create this, you know, anxiety and fight or flight state. And we're looking for answers in that state. Whereas I recommend asking these three questions. And anytime you're hit with challenges or pain, one, how is it happening for me? And this is an important one because it takes us out of any victim mentality of like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. And that will prolong the experience of suffering longer than necessary. And when we take responsibility and say, how is this happening for me? That gives your mind instead of the default setting, like a heat seeking missile to seeking answers. It's like playing fetch with your dog, right? You're giving it something to do and it knows how to do that. So it's instructing it. And then your mind can be this beautiful instrument of the heart instead of a terrible master. Second self-inquiry question is what are the lessons and blessings to learn from this experience? And that's a big one because this, I'm sure we've all experienced, you know, when we thought we've healed something or we thought we'd solved the problem for something. And then it just comes back again. It can be so frustrating. And so the, the beauty of actually finding the lessons and blessings in it is that it doesn't need to keep repeating over and over again. It's like, oh, got it. Cool. And, I'm, and, I, and the third one is, you know, what needs to change? What is it that, you know, is it that I need to cut out, spend less time on my phone because that's the biggest addiction and more time on the business and, and purpose or wherever you're at, you'll, once you ask these questions, they might not come instantaneously, but you'll start getting some insights. And as those come, especially that number three, as you honor that, then you're well on your way through it. And so those can be very powerful self-inquiry questions to help your mind work for you instead of in the, against you in the negative thought spirals. Yeah, I think, sorry. Can you repeat those? Just uh, yeah, just to like summarize those. Those are yeah, so yeah. good. And I, I, I know you gave depth, depth to each, but what are the three just so people can maybe like review them again? Yeah, when you're getting hit with life storms, first question to ask, set your mind to is how, how is this happening for me, right? Big emphasis on for me, not to me. Second, you know, what are the lessons and the blessings? What are the lessons to learn from this and the blessings to gain from this experience? And then the third one is what needs to change? What in my life can I make either a micro alignment or, you know, change something that will help align me with a better path? And those, yeah, those questions um, can help you through any storm with a little more ease and grace. Definitely. Yeah. And I think you brought up two really great. Yeah, I was going to say you brought up two really great points. Uh, like the last few minutes that you were talking, I just wanted to reiterate them again for our listeners, because Kev, we've talked about this on our podcast as well. It's like developing the ability to respond instead of react, because a lot of times, like especially when we're stressed or something bad's happening to us, like our first response is actually to react in normal patterns that we're used to. And you're never going to be able to change your life or change your situation in that way. Like you have to have that ability to be able to stop and think and respond. And the second thing is. Um, the, like, you know, you just gave those great questions to ask. And it's like the quality of the questions that you ask determines the quality of the answer that you're going to get. And so that's also really important. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because you keep asking questions like, why me? Or why is this happening? Or, you know, it, you're going to get answers along that frequency. And so you're never going to be able to really build yourself out of that situation if you're not asking better questions. So I just wanted to reiterate those two points that you brought up for our listeners, because I thought they were great. Yeah, was it Einstein's quote, uh, you'll never solve a problem from the same level of thinking that the problem was created. Yep. It's a great example of that. And then the first part you mentioned, which is really key because when we do just react, like we get triggered, right? And then we react in a certain way, right? That's actually pointing back to our childhood, 
when we were programmed initially, right? And so when we experienced fear or frustration or grief for the first time, like now we have a better understanding as adults of these emotions and we're a little more familiar with them. They might not feel good, but back then, imagine that younger version of you that was going through that fear, feeling scared or grief for the first time. It's this novel experience that can be very intense. And so that's where we often create these stories and develop um, mechanisms, strategies to avoid that or how to deal with those. And so, you know, these are the fight, flight, or freeze responses that people develop. And so, you know, I could give you an example. Um, one of my clients, his, uh, you know, had his first baby. And so it brings, bringing life into this world, boy, it'll bring up all the stuff that wants to be healed. <laughs> and so the triggers come like crazy and remembering that the triggers are gateways to deeper healing and understanding of self can be very helpful. And so he would respond by, you know, if he felt, if he took anything personal that his partner was sharing with him, then it was like this instant kind of like, you know, defense, like fight, flight, and want to take off from the situation. And so it would kind of shut him down and you go into this defensive mode and then just want to create separation and like space. And then in turn, she would feel rejected, not heard. And so it was this like common denominator pattern that I think a lot of people can relate to in relationship. And so by going to the source of where this was created through the inner peace process that I guide people through, you know, he was able to see like, wow, this began when he was like five, you know, sitting in class and language arts, he didn't understand how, why everybody else was able to like read the chapter and then um, share what they experienced. It, he was in this stressful state that experiencing emotions for the first time that he didn't know how to process. And so he shut down for the first, his strategy was just like, oh, I can't ask for help because then I'll be embarrassed or shamed, right? So it was like, shut off and avoid the situation. And so, you know, then he became like the class clown and would try to just laugh things off. And then he sees how that was showing up in his experience now, right? And so these are all pointing to deeper layers. And the beauty is that by revisiting that five-year-old and bringing the love, support, and safety to that part of him through this process, he gets to finally resolve and let his body metabolize some of those emotions that weren't processed then. And it's like holding space for these younger versions of ourselves when our parents weren't there or we needed people and they weren't there, we get to be there for them through this reparenting process. And it un unfolds so much magic because then we also get to identify these stories that were created then. Wow, if everybody else is getting it and I'm not, I must be stupid and I'm not good enough right? So this is where these things come from. And then that may not seem like a truth consciously, but subconsciously, it's still running. And then that's what's showing up in the business, you know, in the relationship, lack of intimacy. And so as long as that story keeps running, then he's going to keep experiencing that in his reality, right? So until we go to the source of it, which we did, and it was beautiful because, you know, he was able to rewrite the story you know by holding space for that younger version of him getting to share that hey this isn't this isn't true and like getting to rescue him himself from that experience and show everything that he's grown into and everything he's created up till now even his family it's like rescuing those young parts of ourselves from those experiences that we didn't fully process yet and then getting to rewrite the story to a deeper truth and he's relationships thriving he they're getting to enjoy like the cocoon of you know their newborn and and just reach new levels of intimacy and and so it's been really really beautiful to witness and what's amazing with this work is that it's across the board like you get the health benefits of you know if this energy is unresolved in your system it keeps getting triggered this creates fight or flight mode, which is using a lot of cortisol, adrenaline, right? And all your resources are being used to these stress responses, which can take away from, you know, things like your body needing to produce 
color for hair, <laughs> you know, and like important things like liver function, right? So it affects your health in a big way. And, and then secondly, relationships, of course, you know, there's no one like our, our partners that can really show a mirror to anything that wants to be, that's out of alignment and wants to be healed within us. It'll come up in partnerships. And so having a navigational way through that and to gain those lessons and blessings and actually be able to stand in the fire. And if you can breathe through it, you can get through it. And so um, it improves relationships immensely. And then finances, you know, work with a lot of real estate agents that, uh, you know, there's a common denominator. They're used to like the financial roller coaster, right? It's like feast or famine. And, and as we do this work, you know, there's usually a younger part of them that really loves roller coasters, you know? And so it's just interesting to see like where we, when we're getting programmed those first, you know, eight years or so, just how much it creates our reactive patterns in our life now and creates the results that we're getting and the blocks that are showing up are actually happening for us, the resistance, um, because there's something to learn from that. And so it's amazing to get to witness doing this work. And, you know, one of my top clients, she's, you know, went from like feast to famine, stressed out, you know, some months hard to make the bills to all of a sudden she's like top in her region. You know, one of the youngest girls with the the top sales in her region, all these amazing opportunities are flooding in for her because she resolved the internal blocks. Hmm. So it's just fascinating um, to see how this inner work results in the transformation in people's reality. Yeah. Charles, would you be willing to share the inner peace process? Because I know, I mean, I'm thinking about people who've listened to our podcast or any other things as well, because it's information is incredible that it's so available now and given your your stories obviously like it this works and if you're willing to share because it's uh i will say this because if you are willing to share like uh, personally for me because i'm a coach as well that you can have all the tools it still is extremely powerful and that much more effective when there is someone guiding you through a process versus just doing it on your own but still for the sake of someone who's like all right what is it like how does it work then would you be willing to share that yeah, absolutely. And right. you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of experiential learning. Like, I don't, I feel like we can read a million books, but if you're not right. implementing or experiencing that information and putting it into use, then there's really, um, there's no use. It's, you know, and so um, what I do is I guide people through it and it is, you know, an inward experience that they're co-guiding because the body is so intelligent that it knows what layers want to be healed in priority. So it's, it's just so fascinating. And so through the types of questions that I ask, they'll go to those parts that are in priority that need to be healed first and second and third, each layer. And then what's beautiful is that once they experience this um, and get this guided experience, then I gift them the step-by-step -step, um, process for it. And this is something you can journal. This is something you can voice note um, and, and do for themselves. And so it's very empowering to have a tool like that that allows you to resolve the you know, limiting beliefs, get to identify those and bring in deeper truths to resolve the emotions that have been stuck, trapped, um, causing internal blocks in, that create blocks in our reality. And um, also getting to just free up energy so that you can channel that into a visioneering process that I offer as well. And so it's mm -hmm. create your star, like your, your ideal dream life. And then you're already ahead of half the population that doesn't even know what they want, you know, that are kind of stuck in the, the fight or flight mode of like just getting by. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can give, you know, just a basic, guideline of how how that looks is you know we we do a um a, a deep dive practice using breath and grounding visualization to get into a um you know meditative state and once the nervous system's calm and we've set intention then um i got through this 
inquiry that allows them to identify where the source of these imbalances, these um, childhood traumas are coming from. And we get to bring love, support, and safety to the parts of them that need it most through that, through that process. Um, so it's a series of questions. And um, while you're in that state that um, allows you to get to show up and be there for that version of you that felt like no one was there for them then. And then once that feels complete, then we call in uh, a wiser, older, sage version of yourself, you know, your higher self. And what's great is that, um, you know, it's in these meditative states, it's really cool to see how people can connect with that version of themselves, sometimes for the first time. And I can tell you that that guide, that resource, your higher self, your future wiser, all-knowing self is going to give you information that is much more important than what you're going to find on Google. <laughs> and so it's like really cool to, to kind of finish it off with first noticing where that's showing up in their body. So the body will highlight, oh, this is where this frustration and resistance is showing up. And then we take them deeper into that instead of avoiding it, it's actually going into it. So it's like, just like that, which we resist persists, that which we go into can dissolve. And so it's a really beautiful journey that people take. It's different every time and getting to conclude with, you know, bringing in your higher self, getting advice for your current self as to your situation and guidance and clarity moving forward, and then checking in again. Great. Now bring your attention back to that area of your body, that sensation that you were feeling earlier. How does that feel now? And mm -hmm. it's fascinating. Like, you know, people are like, wow, it's clear. It feels like, you know, it's not there anymore. It's, mm -hmm. it's really cool. What, you know, when you get to metabolize this energy that's been stuck for sometimes decades. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. also like, it's really cool how the nervous system too in your body, like with this intelligence will keep it buried because it doesn't think that it ha you have the capacity right now to like deal with it. But then you get into this, like, you know, meditative state and you actually have an intention to heal it. You right. actually allow it to come up and it's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting yeah. for you to be ready for this. Exactly. And that's why it requires this container of safety, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to do this work. And that's, you know, one of, one of my gifts and many of yours, you know, great listeners, um, you have the gift of holding sacred space for others and creating a, a safe container for that. And I'll even add a little caveat to that. You know, um, I studied with Francesca McCartney, and she's basically like a, a modern, you know, day white witch teaching like the school of Hogwarts on how to activate your psychic abilities and gifts, but but first how to to heal energetically, self-heal profound courses that she teaches and I got to work with her in person live so anyway she's a big advocate of like um, this is for all the empaths out there um, to choose compassion over empathy any day and the reason for that is because energetically like here's an example of second chakra your you know your sacral chakra is wide open and you're up here on your high flying disc somebody's going through something that you care about client or family member or friend and oftentimes the empath will fall into the oh I'll just meet you here because I understand what you're going through and then heroically want to like take that pain for them right that's oftentimes happening a lot energetically subtly at the second chakra and so it's like taking on and courting and that actually doesn't benefit either it's kind of like crabs in a pot syndrome <laughs> you know it's like one crab's about to get out and be free the others are like, no, what are you doing? We come back down here. Misery loves company. And so there's another way, you know, where you can just be on your high flying vibrational, you know, frequency and beam them with, it's like closing down second chakra and just beaming them with fourth chakra compassion, you know, so that, and, and it's like less inquiry, less needing to solve the problem it's just beaming them with this safety compassion and unconditional love and then they can have a space where they can actually feel like oh like this is coming up and I get to be seen in these tears and this is and then they begin to learn their own lessons right and those are so much richer than 
just somebody giving you the answer, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then when they go through their experience because they're safe there, then boom, they end up meeting you here on your high vibrational frequency. And that is a much more uh, higher level energetically way of honoring and doing this work. And that was really profound in my work because I was taking on all kinds of other people's energy um, unintentionally, unconsciously. And I would just feel like drained after certain sessions or like a stomach ache, you know, and I couldn't figure out why until, of course, I ask for the answers and, and, uh, these type of courses showed up. So I've had some really amazing guides and, um, really blessed with, um, you know, all the tools I've gained and get to share in this work. Hmm. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I've, uh, I've experienced that shift myself in the last couple of years. Wouldn't say it's from a particular <laughs> witch, but definitely learned it from different <laughs> sources. Like the source that I've been referring to, or I've dove into is it's actually just a book. But speaking of like, you know, books and like, you know, you could read a thousand books, a million books, and it doesn't change your life unless you implement. I'm proud that I have definitely implemented this, but, and Charles, I have a feeling you've, you're familiar with this woman's work, but Dr. Judith, or Judith Orloff, who wrote the empath survival guide, it's like yeah. a classic in terms of like understanding yourself as an empath that changed my life. And as a coach for sure as well, because as you not just have empathy, but like you said, compassion, where you could still in a way, meet someone at that level, but you're not there. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it's, it's basically what you're describing is like, you're sustaining your energy at a higher degree. But then like, you, I think it was beautifully said the word use beaming them, that kind of energy or light, because it's, it's all, everything is energy, all is one. And so you can send that energy without having to stoop down to that kind of level and, you know, not be as effective or helpful as you can be. Right. It's really incredible. Totally. And you you often find, I'm sure you you can relate that um, actually less needs to be said. Yeah. You know, 100%. And they come to their own conclusions after moving through their own challenges, but they just needed a safe space and container to have yeah. that experience and to gain that, that wisdom from themselves. And then it's so much more impactful from there. Right. That's the fascinating thing. One of my clients recently brought this up. She's like, it, I don't get it. And I helped her understand this more, more clearly because she had some idea of it. Of like this age old saying is that you cannot do it alone, but you have to do it yourself. It's kind of a paradox. It's like, but the, the truth of it is that you still have to do this own inner work. Like yeah. no one could do that for you. No one can think your own thoughts for you. No one could shift your own perception for you. No one can release certain energy within you that you're not willing to release yourself. But then, like you said, the safe space or creating that kind of container for that to happen in an easier way for someone that's just the magic that is co-created totally yeah it's a it's a great that's one of the foundational pieces of my work is just reminding people that you are your own greatest healer yes. right like nobody knows you as well your body your soul as well as you do and so you know we can be we can help each other see those blind spots but that's why one of the first questions i ask people is do you want to heal this and the, it may seem like an obvious question, like, of course, what, that's why I'm here. I'm like, okay, well, it's important that you declare that. You yes. Know, because otherwise, you know, some people are like, stay, would rather choose the story mm. and the pain because they've received, they've been used to getting the support or the love from that, or, you know, they end up back in the hospital because that's when like their family comes to see them and this becomes a pattern. And so it's, it's, um, you know, really important that they decide for themselves and they recognize that they're their own greatest healer. Yeah. Right. There's, I feel like there's also a lot of, uh, unknown too in healing. Cause you, again, like you have, you have this story that, that you've been attached to for a long time. And a lot of times it's, un, it's subconscious too, and it's just a part of who you are. And then you start releasing some of those things and there's, you're, you're stepping into this unknown and that's, that could also be triggering to the nervous system, but it's like being aware of that upfront that that's going to happen. It kind of, you kind of step into this place of like self-discovery. It's like, okay, now that I'm releasing this, I have this ability to kind of create what I want on top of that. And that yeah. could be scary if you're not ready for it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. This has been an incredible conversation already. We still got time left. So um, I'm curious actually to circle back to your inner peace process that you lead people through, which sounds really brilliant. And 
actually have experienced something similar. I wouldn't call it like, cause if that's your own process. You bring someone through, but I've worked with um, an energy healer or a spiritual coach guide. And she has a very similar way, which funny enough, I think it's the way or a way that is very common and just different ways of doing it. But uh, I think there's main, like, you know, a main way of healing or of releasing things. But uh, I'm curious to know the questions that you ask to help people discover those parts of themselves that they're ready and willing and wanting to heal. Because it's the 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 step-by-step process you outlined for us is really brilliant. But I'm curious that first part, like after getting to that meditative state, what kind of questions do you ask? Yeah. So first off, it's, you know, where, um, like, are you, where are you feeling frustrated? Where are you feeling stuck in your life? Where um, are you not getting the results you want? Right. And so this is just, uh, it's allowing them to bring attention to what wants to be healed most first, right? What's most relevant. And then we have them ask them questions to discover where that's at in their body, right? So then they say, oh, that's like totally showing up in my throat. Great. What does that feel like? You know, what are the sensations of it? It feels like a boa constrictor. It's super tight. And and so this is, you know, a throat chakra initiation. And and then um, we have them dive deeper and get to go into that, bring their attention into that space and into that energy. And from there, you know, once they recognize, like, then I ask them, you know, what, when we discover the common emotion, like the feeling that was inside of those sensations, then that allows them to um, go, where was the first time you experienced that, right? And this is where sometimes it won't feel like it makes sense logically, but it'll oftentimes take them to, you know, where this originated from or mm. you know, what, what aspect, the five-year-old, the 10-year-old, the, you know, where this originated from and and then from there um they get to discover you know ask what what decision you know what's happening where are you at what's going on in your experience and so they go back into that but with this safe container and getting to see it from a different bird's eye perspective and then i ask you know what decision did you make about yourself then And this is a big one because when you're dealing with emotions for the first time or, you know, experiences for the first time, traumatic experiences, that's when we create the, wow, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy, or, you know, um, the people I love aren't here for me, or they'll never stick around, right? This is where the abandonment wounds created, the mother wound, the father wound. This is, so those stories um, run in our subconscious and keep perpetuating the the experience of it and keep getting pointed at by the triggers until we go to the source of it in this way. And then once that's identified, then um, we bring in their current self gets to meet their younger self in that experience. And so now it's like your younger self having, you know, your big brother or your, you know, a future version of you getting to support you through this thing that you felt you were alone in, you know, or felt embarrassed in and and so it's profound you know there's a, a whole series of questions that that we ask from there and and um and it can go a number of different directions too so you know it's not just one way um it's every like i said every experience is different and right so um i'm not you know i'm just holding space for it and and merely you know shining on what wants to be seen mm. with more light do you, yeah. do you find that, um, cause I know you, you also touched during this podcast on like helping people with like discovering their purpose. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the work that we've been talking the majority of this podcast about has to come first before someone can discover their purpose or does discovering their purpose help with the work? Do you, um, you know, ev- again, everybody's different. So we can discover that in different ways and in different orders. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like there's one way in that, but I will say that this type of work does allow when you're releasing internal blocks, old stories, you're, you know, um, allowing more energy in, I call it sovereignty, like your own life force energy can fill up. So you're not holding all these other energies that aren't yours. They, they learn powerful tools on how to ground that and how to return to sender and, you know, cold cord pulling instead of just cord cutting. And mm-hmm. so this allows you to feel like an experience at home base in yourself, 
um, just filling up each and every cell with your own life force energy. I call it sovereign chi. And from that space, you create, you know, that's like your, your healing sanctuary where you can receive answers, insights. And that's a powerful place to receive, you know, what is my highest purpose in alignment or my best step forward from now? You know, when you ask these types of questions in that space and you've cleared so much of this internal 3D debris, I call it, <laughs> you know, weight we've been carrying unnecessarily, then it allows for a lot of clarity. And so it can become more clear of like, not only the purpose, but what are like the next steps, hmm. right? Because, you know, purpose is so, um, it's just been given like so much <clears throat> potency and, and power to it that it's like people that feel like they haven't found their purpose yet. It can just take them on a mind, you know, flip of, mm -hmm. wow, well, you know, if I haven't figured out my purpose yet and I'm 30 or 40 or 50 and like, you know, then it'll really show up. The, it'll bring up those old beliefs, you know, of unworthiness or um, any of that stuff that's that started early on. But here's the thing, like, just start with a bird's eye perspective. Like what got us here? It was love, right? It took a lot of love from our ancestors, a lot of love making for us to be right here right now, right? So what if your general purpose is to give love? And you can do that with sharing smiles for miles. You can do that with, you know, actually holding space for people, uh, you know, asking the barista at the coffee stand how she's doing and literally listening and like beaming her with compassion. And so these are like simple breadcrumbs, like gluten-free breadcrumbs that the universe <laughs> to, to, to your path of purpose. And, and that's how fast you can step on it when you're like giving love and then it'll be like, oh, it opens up this opportunity. And then, wow, like more abundance comes in. And so that's like helping you align in more detail with your purpose moving forward. So it becomes really exciting. To me, yeah. it sounds like your answer is it's both. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to wait into healing and to actually discover and live your purpose. Totally. But they're, yeah. they're like both synergistic. It sounds like you start working on one, the other thing will happen. You start working on the other. It's like a, like the yep. Taiji symbol. Totally. Yeah, exactly. They, they, yeah, they both help. It's like infinity, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they both feed into each other. So, so beautiful. Awesome, man. Well, um, sad to say we are coming to a close to the end of our time together. Um, I feel like that last question, Chris, that you just asked opened up a whole nother door. So we might have you back on the podcast yeah. to talk more about <laughs> purpose and how that uh, the healing does bring that in. But I think you hit the nail on the head enough for someone to take that in and mm -hmm. actually use that in their life, that kind of awareness. So, and I can, I can um, bear testament to that. Like just a short, a short to, uh, note to say that, that is exactly how it worked in my life. And I feel like I'm living more of my purpose now as I've healed more and let go of the yeah. old stories from childhood. So it's great. Yeah. And then, and then your God-given gifts. Yes. Place in that too. So you gain clarity on, oh, wow, these things I'm really good at. Yep. That's for a reason too. And so those are tied into the way you get to be in service mm -hmm. and that's aligning your passion with your, and that opens up all kinds of fun and exciting opportunities for people. And so it's a, it's a combination of those things, but what's great is by choosing to do the healing work and resolve the internal blocks, you gain clarity on and activating more of your God-given gifts. And mm -hmm. then that is a big gluten-free breadcrumb to, Hey, this mm -hmm. is your path of purpose. This, you know, especially as other people respond well to right. your passions, your gifts, whatever you're sharing and being of service, then uh, it can be profound. But yeah, you, we could do an entire podcast on, on, you know, from pain to purpose. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, it covered a good, good amount of the pain in transforming that. So that's been mm -hmm. awesome. So is there anything else like final notes, final shares that you wanted to, to share with our listeners that you feel like maybe is a point that you want to highlight or point that we haven't covered just like within like a, you know, a short minute before we have you share where people can connect with you. Sure. Yeah. You know, I can share from, from my experience, I've learned a lot of this the hard way, you know, I, I kind of went through, uh, you know, some really powerful challenges just to gain all of this wisdom and knowledge to get to share with others. So I've learned a hard way to be able to teach an easier way. 
And I remember, you know, Charles 1.0, the solopreneur trying to do this all on my own. And when my stuff would come up, I'd get triggered. It was like off to my man cave. I would isolate and try to resolve things on my own. And that is a, a slow, uh, more st struggling way of doing things. Um, there is an easier way, you know, just following your intuition, those people that you feel like the intuitive hit and to reach out to and connect with. Take every time you follow your intuition, that is your guidance system. You know, it's like we say when we're praying, we're speaking to God. When you're listening to your intuition, that's God speaking to you. Hmm. So when you say yes to that, you reach out to, you know, whoever you feel like, just know that you don't have to do it alone. Like we're all in this together. So reach out for support with whoever that intuitively is for you. And that can exponentially improve your life path, help you avoid some landmines. <laughs> Definitely. Beautifully said. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. The, the kind of specificity you just added is that to reach out to someone who's intuitively feeling right to you because mm -hmm. we all have a unique frequency and energy just like a phone number and if you feel called to <laughs> go figure it's that term too if you <laughs> feel called to reach out to someone it's it's for a reason so awesome thank you for sharing and so where can people connect with you charles yeah easiest is charlesclay.coach that's my website um all the services are up there there's even a free gift for everybody if you guys want to experience an alignment activation uh, that will help you regain and reclaim your full sovereignty that we talked about earlier, um, there's an amazing 22-minute guided movement, breathwork, meditation uh, gift that I have. Just go to the website, scroll to the bottom. As soon as you subscribe, then you get that free gift. Um, try it out for yourself. I love hearing people's experiences with that because when it feels good, you know it's working. And it's just amazing tool um, practice to have for anytime you're feeling stuck, anytime you are dealing with some challenges or even just to use as a, a good morning ritual. You know, it's a game changer. So check that out. Um, you can also um, find me on Instagram, you know, charlesclay.coach as well. Any of those who want to connect on Instagram, I'm always happy to connect. Uh, feel free to DM me if any of this resonates, inner peace process, or you want to learn more happy to share. And um, yeah, it's always a pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll include those links in the description of this episode. If anyone wants to check that out, it's an easy, just one click away. So Charles, thank you for being here. This conversation was brilliant. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. It's great to meet you guys and uh, look forward to uh, podcast two, perhaps. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> thanks, Charles. That's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.